0: A podcast about the life, career, and social truth of Australia and New Zealand's migrant community. This podcast is a mix of solo introspections and one-on-one insightful conversations with thriving migrants from across these continent nations. In today's episode, I'm going to touch on one of my negative experiences while settling into this beautiful country. Spoiler, it happened during the pandemic. My name is Ola Taoshe. I am Australia's luckiest migrant, and I will be your guide. So, here goes nothing. Perhaps, here goes everything. Life is not a fairy tale. Good things happen, bad things happen. What's important is how we react and the choices we make. Most people I know. Our favorite social media platform. We are subconsciously influenced by the life of others, and this can be a good thing. It can also be self defeating if the social media feed of our friends becomes the mirror for our own lives. What I'm about to share is something I've touched on in a LinkedIn post back in mid 2020, but that article was really about me choosing to be positive during a time of uncertainty. It was our moving forward when I was one of millions of people made redundant across the planet during a short period of time. Redundancy. What a funny word, redundancy. It sounds so politically correct, but that means nothing to me. Let's dump the fluff. Let's call it what it was. You see, with a handshake, a smile, for me, a pretty good severance check, I was sacked. I was fired. I was let go. But what did my mind do? My mind translated all of that to mean that I was worthless, useless, unnecessary, and possibly expired. Some of you listening to this understand what I'm talking about. Some of you have experienced similar. At one point or another. During the pandemic, probably before, probably afterward. During that time, when it happened, I hated myself. I blamed myself. But I was optimistic. I was positive. At least on the outside. Consciously, I chose to pivot my career. I chose to enjoy and love my life. But I'd be lying if I said it was easy. It wasn't. It was horrific. Probably the most horrific experience of my life, emotionally. I won't delve too deep into my darkness during that period, but maybe in a future episode we'll talk about it. The question is, does my story actually have a Better chapter? Was the next chapter better? Uh, or did they all go downhill from there? I learned early in my career never to trust social media. People's careers and lives are more haphazard than linear. Success does not live on a straight line, success can be creatively chaotic. And that is also the truth of my life creatively chaotic. After losing my job, I intentionally, consciously wasted the next three months watching TV, reading books, playing video games, taking extremely long walks and shockingly not sleeping well. I lived it this way for my first few months of being income-free. If there is such a thing as being income-free, it's just a pretty correct way of me saying I had no income. I lived aimlessly. For months, aimlessly. But in truth, I was secretly hoping that my desperate, depressed state would extinguish my own fire. I meant that figuratively and literally. I wished that that fire would just go off. I wished it, but I did not hope for it. It's weird. I always had a lot to live for. For years, a lot to live for. I had a great family and a dedicated health wife. But the human mind is mysterious. It's weird. I had everything and everyone I needed, but I had nothing I actually wanted. To my wife and children, I was always optimistic, always bright, always positive. I was the happy dad who never got angry, who never snapped, who was always cheerful try to be a good husband. I still do. But everyone has a breaking point. Eventually everyone who isn't really living cracks. Sometimes completely breaks. Everyone. After months of positivity and being so so bright, such a light, that was what people saw. I took time, so much time applying for hundreds of jobs. Most of which I was well qualified for, some of which I had absolutely no business even looking at. But I applied anyway. I applied for those I was well qualified for. I applied for those I was underqualified for. I applied for jobs which I had no idea what the job description even meant. I was applying and applying. And I wasn't just pressing send. I was actually writing cover letters, taking my time and trying to present myself as the best candidate. I did that for months. I was rejected more times than I care to admit. And this is coming from someone who, on my first arrival to Australia, I had been rejected from over 170, probably I think it was 172 jobs specifically that I was rejected from. That didn't break me at the time. I would built a good career. I was happy. Over time, I developed dark thoughts. Multiple dark thoughts, many of which shocked me. I knew all the images running through my head were dangerous. I knew I shouldn't utter any of the things in my head. I shouldn't say those words out loud. Maybe they might become real. But I was tired. I wouldn't share my fears with anyone. I was a strong male of Nigerian birth. And we do not sob. We do not cry. We do not complain. That is what I knew. I would have no help. Not from my wife. Not from my son. Not from my little girl. And definitely not from anyone who called themselves my friend. I pretended. All I wanted was a job. So I pretended that everything was okay. At first, all I wanted was a design job. Then, as failure upon failure, rejection upon rejection kept coming, I became desperate and the desperation became rooted in my soul. Then I thought about it. Obvious conclusion I want anything. Forget the design job, forget what I really wanted. I just needed anything, just anything that pays a wage. My positivity had failed me. All I needed was a validation of a salaried career. I broke. I remember on an evening, my wife got back from work and I was doing something in the kitchen. I think I was doing food prep or maybe I was actually cooking. I can't remember exactly. Um, because I had basically become a house husband over a number of months. I was doing school runs. You know, she was working more shifts than she needed to to keep the family afloat. She was buying me gifts all the time to try and cheer me up. She was, and she is, a good woman. Something wasn't right in the kitchen. I can't remember what it was. my I didn't do something properly, and she just gave a small complaint, just a very small, innocent complaint, and I snapped. I snapped at her, I had not snapped at my wife in years. I snapped, and then immediately I cried. I had said I do not cry, we do not cry, I do not cry, I do not talk, I cried because I was weeping inside, but I never let it come out. But for some reason, I snapped and I cried. She held my face and she asked me, baby are you okay? What did I do? Referring to herself. I told her, you've not done anything. Nothing, you've not done anything. You've been wonderful. You've been so wonderful. It's just that I'm broken inside. I'm just pretending. I'm just trying to keep it together. I'm broken inside everything is going wrong for me. Everything, all I have is you. Everything is going wrong for me. And I hate myself so much right now. That was one instance. And she supported me more and more and more. But eventually on a bright, warm and supposedly happy day, while I was out um, in the garden, without thinking and without even trying, I blotted out the words I never thought I would. I'm not one for, for cursing. I usually do not. In this instance, I did. Without even thinking, I just said, I'm fucked. I'm so fucked. Nobody wants me. Maybe I've reached my cell by date. At that point, I knew I had given up. I knew because I had said those words out. I had completely given up. I thought deeply I tried to be positive within me. But the flurry of dark voices suppressed mine. Yeah, I was basically depressed. Never thought that would happen to me. Never thought it would eat me so hard. Reading books didn't solve the problem anymore for me. Taking walks didn't solve it anymore for me. Playing video games didn't. It didn't solve it anymore for me. I had lost joy in everything I ever enjoyed, except my family. I had lost joy in everything. As I thought deeply during that time when I cursed, I still remember the words I said. It's incredible. I remember all the negative things I had said during that period. What am I going to do with my life? I can't end it. Am I useless now? Did I make a mistake coming to this country? Have I doomed myself? Have I failed my wife and my children? Have I become the poster child of disgrace? Am I now a disgrace to the Yoruba culture? I have failed. I have so failed. Those are words I said. I recall them because I... I have a habit of writing down some of my deepest, brightest, and darkest thoughts. And I, and I wrote them down, so never really forgot how bad that period was. I did learn a few things, though. It seems like um, many of us are addicted to being told what to do. But self-motivation seems like it could be a myth. But it's not. I struggled inwardly and kept mostly to myself for the longest time. I did not ask for help from the people who could have been the key. I was proud and I was pretending. At the end of the day, the life you live is rooted in the combination of choices you make and the people who take a chance on you. This may not be the story of everyone. Goodness for me, it was my story. You see, eventually teens walked out. After a series of fortunate events, teens started to walk out. And indeed, they walked out. Today, more or less a unicorn in my field of work. And I'm proud to be a member of this great place down under. I am where I am today because strangers, migrants, Australians and many heroes unnamed took a chance on me. If there is one single thing that I learned when I was lost, it is this. The saddest people wear the brightest mask. From someone who has lived experience, here's my advice to you. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be lost. But the longer you live with the darkness on the inside and a facade of brightness on the outside, the worse everything actually feels. Lean on those closest to you. Lean on the shoulders around you, your friends and your family. Do not pretend when you are weak, when you are struggling, do not. Asking for help at any point in time is not a sign of weakness. Those who ask for help are those who are strong. Asking for help is a sign of strength. My brother, my sister, my friend, allow yourself to leave. Allow yourself to be sad, but do not embrace the darkness. Do not wear a mask. Be the hero you actually are. Lead yourself, and you will inspire the next migrant. I've got faith in you, just as people had faith in me. See you next week. I will we'll be talking about the one sacrifice that unifies all migrants.